So God is good. Let's pray this morning. Father, I just come before you, and I ask that you would touch your church this morning. You would speak to the lives of each and every one that's here. Father, that you would open their ears to hear your word, that you would tear down any wall, Father, that's been built up. Father, I pray, Father, against that spirit of complacency, Father, that we just don't come to church to go through the motions, Lord, or just be doing a ritual, Father, Lord, or a routine. But, Father, I pray that you spark a passion in our hearts, Father, a holy hunger that we desire to go deeper in you, to know you, Father, in the power of your might. Father, I pray your spirit today be welcome in this house. I bind every hindrance in Jesus' name and just loose the anointing power of your spirit to have his way in the house. And we give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. And I want to talk to you guys this morning about passion. Passion, praise the Lord. We need passion in our lives, guys. And there's ever been a time in this day and age that we live in that we need passion for Jesus Christ. It's this day and age that we live in now because the enemy is doing what he can. He's going to and fro, seeking who he can, devour, to pull us out of the church, to get us distracted by the things of the world, that we lose our passion and our hunger for Jesus Christ. And we need a a fresh passion in our life, a fresh hunger for Jesus in the church, guys, in our lives right now. And how are you this morning? Do you have a passion in your life for Jesus Christ? Are you just coming to church, going through the motions, or do you have a holy hunger burning and stirring in your life, guys? Has there ever been a time in your life that you were closer to the Lord than you are today? Has there ever been a time in your life that you were more on fire, that you had a passion in your life uh, more than you do today? And if not, why? Because no one's holding you back from the altar. No one's keeping you from praying. No one's keeping you from reading the word. Do you have a hunger, a passion for Jesus Christ today in your life, guys? Do you have a hunger? Praise the Lord. Hunger and a passion. See, the truth is you're as close to the Lord as you want to be. You'll get out of your relationship with Christ what you put into it. If you don't put anything into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. And see, people want to blame their church for the lack of passion, the lack of commitment, their lack of faithfulness to God, or plugging in or connecting to a body of Christ. They'll say things well, like, if the pastor was better, if the worship team was better, or if they started at a later time, I'd be more faithful, I'd be more committed. And that's a bunch of garbage, guys, because if you're not passionate for the Lord, it's your fault. It's nobody else's fault because you got to dig in to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So you have to feed your passion for God, just like a natural relationship in the flesh. There's things you got to do to have passion. There's some things you got to do in the spirit to have passion for Jesus Christ. You got to dig in, get on your knees and say, God, it's me again. I need a touch of your spirit. Torch me, break me, pour me out, Lord, but pour your spirit into me that I'm hungry for you. You got to have a passion for Jesus Christ in your life, church. See, passion for God is a personal pursuit on you and me. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. It's a personal pursuit of Jesus Christ. And if you're not willing, guys, to pursue Christ and go after Jesus, you will lose your passion for Christ. Passion takes work. Takes work. People would rather watch TV or go on a jog or or go shop and then work on their relationship with Jesus Christ. A lot of times we come to church and we expect the church to do everything for us. We'll come to church and want the church to fix, to heal, to grow our relationship with little or no effort on our part at all. 
We'll come in and say, I want the worship team to lead me into the presence of God. I want the minister to read the word of God for me. But I got an idea. How about you come into the house of God and instead of folding your arms or crossing your legs, you get up and you begin to praise God. And don't don't wait on the worship team to lead you in praise and worship, but jump up and start worshiping God and giving him praise. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. So if you'll just begin to worship God, you'll see some things change in your life. Praise the Lord. And don't wait on me to read the word of God. Start getting in your word through the week. The Bible says, don't let the word of God fall from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night and you'll be prosperous and you'll have success in your life. But you got to put an effort, guys, an effort into your relationship with God. The church can't do it for you. No wonder there's such a lack in people's life for passion for the church and and passion for the move of God because people aren't willing to put an effort into growing their relationship with Jesus Christ. So you want to have passion, guys, for God, you got to spend some time developing that relationship with him. you got to put an effort into it. See, a religious leader came to Jesus and asked him, uh, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus told him here in Mark 12 and 30, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. In other words, with passion, guys, with everything you got. God don't want you coming after him half-heartedly. He wants you to come after him with, with passion, your whole heart. He's saying, if you want to follow me, put an effort into it. Show me that you love me. Put, put everything you got into coming after me. Have passion for me. Have passion. See, fellowship grows passion, guys. The more time I spend with God, the more passionate I become for the Lord. See, just coming to church will never satisfy that spiritual longing that God has put in mankind to have spiritual intimacy with him. It requires some work on your part, guys, a seeking after the Lord, a personal pursuit of you and me going after Jesus Christ. And see, it develops when I get on my knees and I begin in that place of prayer. I get in that place of fasting. I get in that place of worship. That's where my passion for Jesus Christ is born. That's where my passion for Jesus Christ is cultivated. you got to cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ, if you want to have passion, guys, to win the the fight and fight the battle, praise God, in your life, passion. See, if there's no passion in your life for God or the things of God, guys, it's because you're lacking in your personal pursuit of Jesus Christ. See, the one thing that you're responsible for is your personal pursuit of Jesus Christ, your passion for the Lord, your passion. Jesus says this in Revelations 3 and 15. I know your deeds, that you're neither hot or cold, and I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. He says here in verse 15, I know your deeds. In other words, I know, much, I know how much effort you're putting into your relationship with me. I know how much effort you're putting into the relationships of the world how much effort you're putting into your relationships with other things. I know how much effort. And if you, don't have a, a, if you don't have an effort to put in our relationship, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. He says, because I went to the cross for you. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. I have passion for you. But if you don't have passion for me and our relationship, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's why it becomes dangerous, guys. It becomes complacent. And just coming to church, going to church just to go to church, serving just to serve, going through the motions. Jesus says again in Matthew 7 and 22, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, 
did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons and perform many miracles. And then he will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me. See, guys, you can still do things for God and be disconnected. Have no fellowship, have no relationship, have no passion. Have no passion. See, we justify our lack of passion for God and being committed to God is because God uses us from time to time or because we serve in the church or because we're gifted or we do a good deed. See, just because God uses you, though, doesn't mean that you're in right standings with God. See, in the 80s, there was an evangelist that had a worldwide ministry, packed out crusades. People were getting touched and blessed, and he was having an affair on his wife on the side. There was a church in Denver, Colorado, where the Lord was blessing, and, and pastors were being birthed and coming out of that church, and ministers, and they had a TV-wide ministry, and, and touching all kinds of people, and the minister was having a homosexual affair on his wife. See, just because you do things for God doesn't mean you're in right standings with God. And see, we justify our lack of passion sometimes, guys, for Christ and pursuing Christ is because we serve or we're involved in church. See, being involved in something doesn't mean you have passion for it. If that was the case, every marriage would stay together. See, just like in the natural, it's in the spiritual where there's a lack of passion and pursuit and communication, guys. That's a relationship in name only. There's a separation there. There's a disconnect. And there's a lot of people that come to church and have a name-only relationship with Jesus Christ. See, we need passion in our walk with God, a hunger. We need a, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit that lights a passion in our lives to serve God, to want to know God in a deeper measure than we've ever known in our life before. See, when you get passionate about your relationship with Jesus Christ, you'll be willing to come to an altar and spend some time praying. You'll be willing to get in a prayer closet somewhere here, here or at your house or in your car. You'll be willing to open up your book of the Word of God and say, God, speak to me through your Word. You'll be willing to do what it takes to push a plate away to have a hunger, a holy hunger in your life to draw closer to God. See, Jesus says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Today, church, do you have a holy hunger in your life? Are you hungering? Are you passionate for Jesus Christ to grow your relationship with him, to know him, to become closer to him, that you hear his voice when he speaks to you, that you smell his breath because you're so close to him? Do you have a hunger for Jesus Christ this morning, guys? See, a Christian without passion is like a river without water. It's empty. It's dry. It's not feeling. And we're to have the living water, Jesus Christ, flowing out of our life so people can come and thirst. Praise the Lord. Jesus says in John, he that believeth in me, though the scriptures say, out of his belly shall flow living water. We're to have the living water of Jesus Christ flowing out of our life, to have a passion that people can come and drink. And if you don't got a passion for Jesus Christ in your life, there's going to be no water flowing out of your life. Stale water, still water becomes stagnant. It becomes stale. It becomes stinky. Are you stinky today in the presence of the Lord? Or do you have a fire? Do you have a passion in your spirit to know more of God this morning? Praise the Lord. Jesus says in Matthew, they're, you, they're salt of the earth. But the salt loses its saltiness. In other words, it's passion. It's no good for anything. See, our jobs make people thirsty for Jesus. Make them passionate. And if you're not passionate, guys, for your salvation, who's going to want what you got? What's the example are you setting before people today at your job, around town, in the church, around your family? Are you setting an example that someone that's passionate and hungry for Jesus Christ or someone that's just complacent and lazy and going through the motions of just coming to church but with no passion for Jesus Christ? 
See, when we get up here in the morning time, we shake hands with people and welcome people in and hug necks. Do you go up with a frown on your face like, bless God, I'm glad you're here. Or do you have a passion say, hey, brother, hey, sister, I'm glad you're here this morning. Jesus Christ is awesome. I hope you get what you need from the Lord this morning. See, we need some passion back in our church. We don't need to be complacent, but some passion for Jesus Christ. It reminds me of a song I heard. It told a story about a church that was real um, laid back, quiet, reserved, real religious, had no passion and these kids were playing with a squirrel, and it got loose, and it ran underneath the, the chairs all the way up to the front, front aisle, uh, ran up under this lady's dress named Sister Better Than You, and all of a sudden she jumped up, and revival broke out, praise God, because she started screaming, hollering, and, and saying, Lord, help me. She got some passion for Jesus. Lord, help me. Touch me. Save me. Something's got a hold to me, man. That squirrel ran up and got in her britches and was tearing her up. Some people thought she had a demon. Other people thought she had religion, but she was giving it to God. Boy, praise the Lord. Sometimes I think we need some spiritual squirrels to run in the church or whatever. People get up and be all like, get it on, man. My wife's real reserved, but if a mouse wants to run up her britches, boy, get back and give her some room because she's going she's gonna to let it go. She'll be breakdancing and everything else try to get that thing out of, her, out of her pants, boy. Lord knows how to put passion back in people's lives, passion back in, in the church, praise the Lord. Praise God. See, the problem is there's, there's more people that's passionate about the things of the world, guys, than they are about God and their relationship with God. And so churches struggle, ministries struggle, because people are more passionate about doing those things, about God and doing the work of God. See, you have to have passion for God. See, if you have passion for something, guys, you will pursue it. You'll make time for it. You'll, you'll invest in it, whether it's relationships, a hobby, school. Uh, you'll go after it. Just like Jesus' passion for us led him to the cross, our passion for Jesus Christ should lead us to the cross where we're going to a, a wanting a deeper relationship, wanting to go deeper in our, in our walk with the Lord, praise God. See, we need passion for Jesus. If you don't plug into Jesus, guys, you're going to plug into something else. You'll plug into other things. Other things will become a priority in your life. And then your passion for Jesus Christ will begin to fade, and you won't have that hunger in your life no more. That's why most Christians that once were on fire for Jesus Christ are now in a place of complacency, guys, because they stopped pursuing that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And then other things have crept in their life, and their passion faded for the Lord. So you are who you hang out with. So if you hang out with the crowd, you're going to be like the crowd. If you hang out with the world, you're going to be like the world. You need to surround yourself with people that are passionate and hungry for the Lord that want to see God do some things in their life. See, I don't want to surround myself with people just like me because then I won't have no desire to go higher. I want to put people around me that's better than I am, that's more hungrier than I am. That way they'll, they'll, they'll provoke me to want to pray more, to read more, to seek God, to go deeper in my relationship. Praise the Lord. See, it's called the power of spiritual influence. See, Paul says here in Corinthians... Follow me, my example, as I follow Christ. See, church, if you spend more time doing, in the world and doing the things of the world than you do in your relationship with Jesus Christ, then you are going to grow cold in your spirit. You're going to become lukewarm. You've got to surround yourself with people that have a passion and hunger and a thirst for Jesus Christ. That's why I like Tuesday night prayer meeting. The people that come down here on Tuesday night, they make time out of their schedule. they got a passion to pray. they got a passion to see God do something in their life. they got a passion to see God move in the church and things change, praise the Lord. You've got to surround yourself with people. See, passion for Jesus Christ will cause you to make time for your relationship. 
Seek his face and pursue him, praise the Lord. See, to be passionate for Jesus Christ means, guys, there's going to have to to be a lifestyle change in the way you live your lives. You will have to uh, have have discipline in your life to learn to seek God and go after him with passion in in your life, praise the Lord. To pray and seek God, to grow in your, your spiritual relationships, to be in his presence. See, natural love or God's divine love, guys, it won't grow unless it's cultivated in your life. you got to cultivate it. you got to cultivate it. you got to have passion for God. And it's done through discipline. It's maintained through the disciplines of the faith, of praying, of reading, of fasting, and seeking God. See, the Christian walks about discipline. An athlete guy that doesn't, that doesn't discipline himself to train will fall apart in the race. You have to discipline yourself, guys. Go after God with passion. Have passion in your life. So what is the impact of passion in the believer? Number one is passion creates change in your life. See, a passion for God's word will change your life. The word of God, it changes you. It changes your attitude. It changes your behavior. It changes your relationships, praise the Lord. Number two, passion will make you stand out in the crowd. Here in Acts 4.13, it says, When they saw the courage, or you could say passion, of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When you begin to get on your face, guys, when you begin to cry out to Jesus and begin to spend time with him, people will stand up and take notice that you've been with the Lord. It'll be on your face. It'll be on your countenance. It'll be in your speech. It'll be in your walk. People will notice that you've been with God. If you'll take time out to spend God, uh, spend time seeking God and get some passion in your life. You can't hide it. It will show in your life, praise the Lord. See, passion will give you courage. Passion will give you courage to stand up for your convictions. Number three, guys, passion helps us find the plan and purpose God has for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that God's got a plan and he's got a future for you. But he says there in verse 13, he says, when you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, in other words, with passion, when you go after God with passion, guys, you will find him. When you begin to seek him and seek him with your whole heart and passion, he says, you'll find me. And when you find God, guys, you'll find your purpose. You'll find your plan because when Jesus Christ shows up, he's the real deal. He's the whole package. He comes with healing, deliverance, victory, destiny, purpose. He comes with it all. But you've got to be willing to go after him, seek him with passion, wholeheartedly, praise God. That's why there's a lack in the church. There's a lot of people, guys, they go around, guys, in their Christian life never knowing their purpose or plan because they don't put no passion into seeking after God with their whole, their whole heart to find his plan and purpose for their life. Amen. Number four, passion shows us how to love beyond our ability. See, God gives us ability to love others. And not everyone you meet is going to be easy to love. There's some people you have to love from a distance. There's some people I just... We don't mash well, and so I still love them. i got to love them from a distance, praise God. And see, we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own ability, guys. We need God's power. We need God's passion and love for the lost, praise the Lord. See, God's passion and love for the lost in our lives, guys, will help us to see beyond people's faults and see that they need, a, they need Jesus. They need a Savior, praise the Lord. And see, I, I, I call these things, I call them these, these certain things that people carry, I call them rags or principalities or, or just their sins. Or, you know, they, they carry on them. They carry like hate, anger, lust, alternate lifestyles, addictions. And, and a lot of times as people and Christians, we want to focus 
on the, the rags of sin in a person's life instead of the person underneath that needs Jesus Christ. And that's why we need the passion of Jesus Christ. The passion of Jesus Christ for the lost will cause us and allow us to see beyond people's hurts and see that they need a need. They need a Savior, just like Jesus saw beyond our hurts and saw that we needed a need. We needed a Savior. Praise the Lord. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love for you and me in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, the alcoholic, the drug addict, guys, the person uh, that's homeless on the street, those people that are messed up and, and, and just tore up in their life, they have a place here in this church. You see, because the church is a spiritual hospital. We don't get to pick and choose who we share the gospel of Jesus Christ with. Salvation is for everyone, praise the Lord. Everyone. And see, we need that heart of God. We need the passion of God in our life. That passion of God will give you boldness to share with people that you meet on the street. You meet at Walmart. You meet at Quick Stop, getting gas when we're handing out uh, bag lunches in the park. That passion for the lost, that passion of Jesus Christ in your life will give you the boldness to go up and share with them and say, hey, can I pray with you? Hey, can I just speak a word in your life? There's a Savior that loves you that's got a plan and purpose for your life. And see, you may never know the outcome of your witness here in this life of sharing the gospel with someone until you get over there. One day when you get over there and you stand before the Lord, he says, well done, thy good and faithful. Enter into the joy of the Lord and you step into glory. And you're like, wow. You might hear, hey, 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 brother Andy. Hey, brother Robbie. Hey, sister Liz, remember me? I was that person that no one cared about. That they didn't look at. They just pushed me away. But you came and you shared with me. You said that there's a God that loves me, that cares for me, that, that has a plan for my life. Remember me? I was at Quick Stop on the side, and you came and said, can I pray with you? Remember me when you were handing out bags of lunches there in the park, and no one was around me, no one would talk to me? You came and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ, and one day I went to a church, and guess what? I gave my life to Jesus, and I'm here today because of what you said, because of what you did, because you took time out to share the message of Jesus Christ, that he'll change your life. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, we don't get to pick and choose who we share the gospel with, guys. We have a mission to share it with everybody. And see, a lot of people get caught up in growing their churches and putting their name out there. I don't care about any of that because I know this one thing, guys. If we'll just invest in reaching the lost, of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Lord will take care of the rest. If we'll just show the love of Jesus Christ, we won't be able to hold the people that have come here. We've got to share the love of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> share the love. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is passionate about the lost. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need to get in shape. Praise the God. Uh, <laughs> go on another hike. Number five. Passion will make you like a magnet. I've talked about this before. It will draw some to you, and it will push others away. That's why millionaires don't hang out with broke folk. You know, motivational speakers don't uh, take advice from the lazy. And a positive person don't hang out with a negative person. Because passion inspires those who want to climb higher to go deeper, praise the Lord. Passion brings conviction to those that are lazy and complacent. So your passion for God in your life is going to draw people to you or it's going to push them away. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness. 
Foolishness to those who are perishing. In other words, it's pushing, it'll push those away that's not serious, they just think it's foolishness. But to those who are being saved, it's the power of God. It's going to draw those that want to hear the message. Praise God. The message in your life, guys, your passion for Jesus Christ is going to draw people to you or it's going to push them away. What's the results of passion in a believer? What's the results? Well, number one, passion allows me to stay focused. It'll allow you to stay focused. See, when your passion drives you guys, you won't have time to, to get sidetracked by the things of the world or other relationships or the things that will like pull you away from God because you're, you're going to have your focus focused on Christ and what he wants to do in your life. Hebrews 12 and 1 says this. It says, since we're, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders it and the sins that so easily entangle us and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, guys, of our faith. See, when you, when you uh, get your passion for Jesus Christ, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to get your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. You're not going to have time to get sidetracked by distractions in the world or worldly things or worldly relationships because you're going to be focused on the prize, praise God. And number two, passion doesn't allow me to stay in the past, but it pushes me forward, guys, in my relationship with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.13, forgetting those things which are behind and straining forward, in other words, pushing past the troubles and the trials and the problems to what is ahead, I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. See, Paul's passion for Jesus Christ didn't allow him to stay focused on the past, the hurts, the troubles, the trials, the tribulations of being beat, being thrown in pit prison and shipwrecked. No, his passion pushed him past all that to see Jesus Christ, the, the plan that God had for his life. And see, that's the problem with a lot of people in church they get distracted and they lose their passion for jesus christ and they begin to focus on their on their problems in the past they begin to get complacent and lazy and what you need is a fresh touch of the spirit of god in your life that will give you a, a desire it will give you a passion for jesus christ praise the lord See, your passion won't allow you to stay complacent. It won't allow you to stay in the past or focus on the past, but it's going to push you forward to the goal, the mark that God has for your life. It's going to push you forward. Number three, passion will cause others to praise God. Matthew 5 and 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, when you get on fire, guys, and, and you get passion in your life, for the things of God and for God, other people, guys, it's going gonna, it's gonna to inspire other people to get involved. Amen. See, passion is contagious. You can't teach it. It's contagious. Passion is a desire. It's a conviction. It's compelling to, to action. And it comes from spending time with a relationship with Jesus Christ, spending time seeking him, going deeper in him. When I get around people that are passionate for Jesus Christ, there's something that begins to steer in my spirit. It steers me up to say, hey, man, I'm lacking. I need to pray more. I need to read more. I need to do more because it steers you up. So when you get passion in your life, guys, it'll steer people around you, praise the Lord. What happens when passion's lost in the church? You turn from your first love. Jesus says in Revelations 2.4, Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. See, church, you can serve God without passion. You can serve God out of a sense of obligation and duty. And maybe you're here today out of obligation to your wife, to your husband or your family. Maybe, maybe you come to church and you serve and you're doing it out of duty. There's no passion in that. There's no passion. You need to go back to where you lost your passion and get it back. Have passion for Jesus Christ in your life. 
Jesus tells the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelations, he tells them, I know your works, but you've lost your love for me. Revelations 2 and 3, Jesus says, I know your works, your labors, your patience. You, put up, you don't put up with evil, and you, you uh, know what's real, and you know what's fake, and you've labored for my name's sake. He goes, but in verse 4, he goes, but I still have this against you. You've lost your first love, or you've left your first love. See, they were too busy being servants, guys, and they let their passion for God grow cold. They had lots of, they've lost their passion. They were still doing good works. They were still doing works, but they'd lost their passion. And see, church, you, uh, service alone will not give you passion for Jesus Christ. You've got to hunger for God. You've got to desire more of God in your life. The worship team wants to come on back up this morning. See, the truth is, guys, service won't give you passion. It takes fellowship and relationship. See, my passion for my wife comes from fellowship and relationship Spending time with her. There's where my passion for her comes from. And it's the same thing in your Christian walk with Jesus Christ. If there's no passion, if there's no fellowship, if there's no relationship, guys, there, there's no, going to be no passion for, for uh, Jesus Christ in your life. Right. You have to have fellowship and you have to have relationship with the Lord. See, religion, guys, it, it, uh, it's a lack of relationship. But Christianity is about relationship. It's about fellowship with Jesus Christ. Jesus tells them in verse 5, Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. In other words, he's saying, guys, come back. Come back to me. Come back to me. Rekindle that fire. Rekindle that passion that you once had for me. Come back to me. See, church, we can't be a light in the world if we don't have no passion for Jesus Christ in our life. And Jesus is calling us to be a light. He says in Matthew 5.14 that you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Who lights a light and puts it under a bowl, but you put it on a lampstand that it could give light to everyone around you. Don't let the world, guys, put a light on your passion or put a bowl over your passion for Jesus Christ. Don't get caught up and wrapped up in the things of the world that stills your passion for Jesus Christ. Don't let it happen, guys. You're to have passion in your life. That way you're a light to the world, to people around you. And maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor... That's me. I've lost my passion for the Lord. I've allowed the things of this world to creep into my life and still my passion for you. Lord, I've become lukewarm in my walk. I've been serving in the church. I've done some things in the church, but it's been more of an obligation. My heart hasn't been in it. I've let other things, Lord, steal my, my, my heart for you, my passion for you. If that's you this morning, church, I want you to come up. I want to pray with you. I'm going to have the prayer team come up, and I'm going to pray that the Lord will touch you with his hand, that the fire, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will restart a fire in your life, that nothing can put it out, no one can take it from you, that you're going to be hungry and you're going to have a passion for Jesus Christ, that you'll have boldness in your life. When you see that person at Walmart, you see that person at Quick Stop, you can share with them a message that might change their destiny, that might change their history, that might change their life, because you've got a passion in your life. God wants a church that's full of passion, that's hungry. We can do so much more as a body of Christ if people will get on fire and get passion. We can change some things in the city and the area that we live in, praise God. But first of all, God wants relationship with you. It starts with you, church. If that's you this morning, I want to pray with you. If you have a need in your family, in your marriage, if you're sick in body, come on up. We want to pray with you. 
And these altars are open. If you just want to spend some time by yourself with the Lord, come on up. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.